are. Here we are, back again. Episode six. Episode six already, man. Yeah. It's been it's, flying, uh, hey? our first February episode. It is. Right? Absolutely. We had five in the in the first month. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, to listening. Um, this is uh, everybody to listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is Diary of an Indie Band. You are listening to Loops, Kevin Roy, John Fennell. Yeah. We uh, hope you enjoy what we have to bring to you this week. We're uh, got a lot of things we're going to talk about. As usual, we're going to start out and talk about our weeks and how it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about our upcoming stuff we're working on. We're going to give you top fives, and uh, we're going to give you our new music. So yeah, right off the pop, like we always do. John, how was your week, buddy? Let's talk about this past week, man. Well, yeah, no, it was it was a good week. Um, for everybody who tuned in last week, I was kind of mentioning how I wanted to do more. So I'm super proud on this past week getting so much done. Especially later on in the week, we were able to get lots done. Like both Thursday and Friday were just crazy. Oh man, yeah. jam packed with meetings and things that we had to get done. So, um, yeah, no, super proud of that. And obviously, you know looking looking for gigs is an ongoing kind of thing but you know being able to book more is always good exactly one of the things one of my biggest takeaways from this week is we're able to get our album release party finalized everything is you know cross the t's dot the i's february 25th at the fe arts collective for everybody here who's in Kamloops, or if you live in the area or if you want to come from out of town that'd be awesome absolutely yeah it's uh we are going to be opening the doors at seven o'clock um, an hour earlier than the show normally does. Normally it opens at eight. Um, we're going to open up at seven and that's so we can have maybe a couple minutes before even seven, but we're going to advertise to open at seven. Yeah. And that's so we can have um, a meet and greet and talk with everybody and just totally informal, um, you know, tell people some stories and just chat and just make it fun. Like it's going to be a celebration of the album. That's the key. That's the point of the whole evening. Absolutely. Um, and then around eight o'clock, uh, our good buddy Jeremy Nishaw is going to go on. Yeah. Jeremy's going to be performing actually for about an hour now. Yeah. Um, we fine tuned the show a little bit and we want to make it the best possible show possible that we can bring forward. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, as it is, Jeremy's going to be playing and, uh, he's going to be giving you guys kind of the same kind of vibe as loops. Um, if you haven't heard Jeremy Nisha yet, we're going to talk about him a lot over the next few weeks. So you do get to know him and you know what you're looking for when you come to the show. And at the very least, he's a he's a buddy of ours. He's one of the people we've kind of formed an alliance with over the last couple of years um, on this musical journey. And we uh, were really aligned on a lot of the same kind of goals and just same sentimentalities on supporting other artists and stuff like that. Jeremy's absolutely very much like us. You know, he really believes that same saying I say every episode a rising tide lifts all ships and. For sure. Jeremy really believes in that too. Yeah. Um, I respect him so much. I can go on about Jeremy for two hours. Absolutely. As could I, you know, it's, it's, you know, I feel like we're super lucky that we've built that friendship with him. Yeah. And we're honored that he was stoked to to be a part of the show. Um, He understands the importance for us. Um, He appreciates the opportunity to be a part of a night like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah. um, Long end and the short of it is that we're going to start heavily advertising that this week. Um, posters are going to be up and we're going to get them everywhere. If you know about it and you're, and you already are committed to buying tickets, maybe you already got your tickets for it by the point where, um, you know, next episode comes along Mm -hmm. in between though, this week, if you get your tickets or you hear about the show, you know, say yes on the Facebook event page, Mm -hmm. um, go and, uh, and put it on your wall, spread the word. Um, we are going to have a big chunk of the tickets already pre-designated for certain people that are, you know, important to us. It's our special night. Um, but there is still going to be tickets available for just general public consumption. So yeah, um, we will have the show sold out. It's just a matter of how quickly. So yeah, um, ideally, if we can get these tickets sold in the first week or two, and we don't have to be last minute that last week for of sure. February before the show. Well, also be, part of it, I, I'm pretty sure that I mentioned it last week. But you know, as of right now, we believe that the the the, the capacity for the venue is only 50 people, which is their 50% capacity limit. Yeah, um, max, yeah. So we might be able to release more tickets later on. Yeah. And that might be in two weeks, 10 days, or yeah. whenever restrictions kind of ease up. So, But we look at the numbers all the time, um, you more than me, yeah. uh, for the podcast even. So we know there's actually a growing little uh, core group of you out there that are listening to this. Absolutely. So um, if you are uh, one of the, our, our ardent supporters that listens to the show all the time, um, definitely go and uh, and get your ticket early because yeah. we don't want you to miss out on the show. We'd hate it if literally the tickets were sold out and we couldn't have someone important to us come and actually enjoy that evening because they thought, oh, well, I was just going to get it last, you know, at, at the door. Yeah. 
we've got to get them early. Um, there's going to be an actual event page uh, set up through even the Effie Collective page. Yeah. Our, we were working on one of the things this week is uh, fine-tuning our webpage even more. Mm-hmm. So our webpage is going to have a link on the actual page this week, right on officialloops.com, right on the homepage and under events. Um, and you'll be able to actually get some information, more information on Jeremy, more information about the actual breakdown of the show. And you'll be able to buy tickets right there, too. I'll take you on a direct link. So definitely uh, want to give that a little bit of a heads up so people know that's coming. That's going to be a big topic we're going to talk about over the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, as for kind of me talking about just things we worked on, one thing I thought was cool going off of what you had said about last week and wanting to work a little harder. Mm-hmm. I also had mentioned in that same conversation, like agendas, that'd be a really cool thing. Well, yeah, I actually went out on, I think even Sunday after it was either after we recorded. Yeah. So we recorded Sunday. So it would have been Monday, first thing Monday. And I went up and picked up a couple agendas, one for me and one for John, um, kind of customized to what we would use it for, for the year, but got a couple 2022, like hardcover, like nice agendas, just Mm. my thought process. I don't know if anyone else can relate with me out there and in podcast, you know, listening land, but I find sometimes it's hard for me to stay on top of tasks and doing things like not tasks in general, but doing like um, a structured like agenda kind of book. So if I make it something that one, I've invested a little more money in, I didn't just pay 10 bucks for a throwaway little kind of, you know, three ring note binder. Mm -hmm. If I actually have something that I feel I've invested some value in, it will force me to pick it up every day and actually use it and write in it. And you just keep track even on the stuff that we're doing on a day-to-day basis. Well, even going along with that, even like a step further, I think that that's one of the reasons why I felt so productive this week was because it started off with a bang first thing Monday morning, you know, John, here's your agenda. You can schedule things exactly as you need. And you know what? I did like every single day. There was crushed it. Yeah. And that's that's the thing is like, yes, I'm writing down all the meetings and yes, Zoom calls and all this kind of stuff. And when we're physically able to go and see people as well throughout this past week, that's been a big thing um, for us, too. But even the things that I'm doing at home, like applying for festivals. Yeah, yeah. Who am I contacting? Who am I researching this day? And just getting all that kind of data just really helped. I think it's important. And this is a good thing for life in general, right? Not just making it as an indie artist. But mm-hmm. I think it's important just to to find what works for you to, to maximize your output on whatever you're doing. There's no golden rule and people will tell you and people have made millions of dollars selling books and self-help books and this is the right way to do things and stay structured there's no set way to do it you just have to find what is the path that that is is most efficient for you to get the job done and use that path to its fullest like maximize it though if you find that hey a notebook works really good for me then get a good notebook and get a nice pen or do whatever you got to do to maximize that and make yeah. sure you're actually really going to use that notebook, mm-hmm. carry that notebook with you everywhere and and use the notebook. If the notebook works, if it doesn't work and it works to put things down in someone's cell phone, use your cell phone, like actually, but actually do it. If you Absolutely. find what works, it's silly to not do it at that point. You just got to find the magic recipe is the thing, but it's not like baking. You don't have to follow it exactly step by step. Exactly. It's like and cooking where you can just explore it's, it's and have dry. fun with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, what else? Oh, our show. Want to talk about our show? Our show. It was great. It was, yeah. I think. <laughs> like Go it's, ahead, man. It's tough because it's almost every single show where we analyze after and, and say, like, that, man, that felt like the best that's show the ever. best show that we've ever, ever done. But Friday yeah. felt like a cool, cool show. We did a couple different things to switch it up. So, you know, we're we're more comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say mostly me. So yeah, I'm a bit more enough. comfortable okay. on stage and can um, pull my weight even further, you know, because I think that that's like the best dynamic that we have. Um, yeah, I think it was a great, great, great show. We had a great turnout. We had a couple fun people who came out in the crowd and mm-hmm. um, we're dancing and stuff. We're dancing when a lot actually yeah. and, well then that made everybody else kind of start dancing so we uh if any of the staff are listening um from barside lounge again we do um we do appreciate them is it barside lounge it was barside lounge yeah. that's what i thought yeah yeah um we we appreciate that they know we were doing our best to kind of keep everyone not yeah. dancing as well much. and they worked and with us there so yeah. they were they and it were wasn't great. because of any um any non like trust me we wanted every and some of the people um told us since even since that show like um even yesterday sending messages in this morning mm-hmm. uh, to our accounts and just saying hey like we loved your show on friday yeah been checking out your podcast so if you're listening to this and you're at the show on friday um 
we wish you guys could have danced all night. <laughs> like it was awesome. There's Come nothing to another better. show. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> when you can dance. When the dancing is possible. Yeah. yeah. There was nothing better than having people singing the songs with you and getting excited and dancing and eliciting like real emotions and reactions out of people. Absolutely. Um so we appreciated it as much as anybody could. Um, but obviously the staff's got a job they gotta do too. So for So sure. that was one thing for me, right? It was that yeah. tough spot. And I wanted to share that too, um, on the podcast that like it was tough because I found I wanted everyone to dance and I wanted everyone to have fun and I wanted everyone to really enjoy the evening, which they really were. But then also it was like, okay, but I also don't want the staff to hate us and be yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, to say like, hey, these guys shouldn't come back because they don't know how to control their crowd. They can't control the crowd and they can't um, follow the basic rules that we have set yeah. out that we have to follow or we can't have any of. So, mm-hmm. And the last thing we ever want to do is cost any other artist in a position like us a gig because now they get shut down because... Mm-hmm. A one rowdy crowd at a loop show for sure so and not to say anyone they were anyone was rowdy. no they no, weren't no rowdy at all not to give the wrong impression here but um yeah people were dancing and the staff did have to say a couple times like hey guys we're sorry but you guys gotta stop dancing yeah so we helped out the best we could we told everyone you know we're uh you know we'll, we'll, we'll all make up for it later when we can but absolutely um that being said though the the energy was there the place was busy all night long well dude we had record sales that night in terms of merch we did and album sales yeah, yeah. and all this kind of cool stuff yeah we actually set um we beat our old record at the same um location we had done last time too so we've gotten really good uh yeah really good 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 chemistry fitting there and um mm-hmm. yeah the last time around people we'd spent we'd made uh hundreds of dollars from merch sales just at that show yeah. and this time we topped it by another 75 i want to say i don't know that something right? like that yeah yeah 75 bucks more than the time before so um, sold some shirts, sold a sweater, sold um, what else did we sell? Copies of the album, water Couple bottles. Tukes. They were the last, like a lot yeah. of the last stuff we had. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing we're going to be working on next week. We'll get into a little bit, but we're going to be doing some more merch orders and stuff. So. And we've got some cool special merch that's yes. going to be coming out as well. That's a little. That's a little teaser though. We'll, we'll yeah. mention that at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I think that pretty much covers our week. We had a good meeting on Friday. Oh, sorry, Thursday as well with Doug. Doug Cox, our yeah. producer. Um, it was actually a fantastic, I can't even say a good meeting. It was one of my favorite meetings great. I've had with anybody. Um, a big thing in this industry is like, everybody's always just got, they, they got their blinders on and they're all doing their own task. And Doug's as busy as anyone I've ever met in the music industry, mm-hmm. period. He has so many pots on the, on the stove. And um, we don't ever think for a second that we're top priority or we deserve extra attention above anybody else. But all that aside, we hadn't had a chance to talk to him for a few weeks just because of the fact that he had some family and, and that we're dealing with some COVID issues like we all have at different points. And um, we just couldn't link up. The, the schedule wasn't working. So we finally had a chance to long overdue chat with him. And I mean, I can't praise this kind of behavior enough. Like when people give you their time, I think it's the most valuable thing someone can share with you. Mm-hmm. And when they're invested in it, though, and you're not just kind of on a stopwatch, and like, okay, I got to go. It's yeah. like we got on what, 2.30 and it was 4.15 when we were done. And that was only because we ended the Zoom call because we there was nothing else really to say. We had some goals. Yeah. We had some things to do. I had to send off a bunch of CDs to him. You had to send off a little prep package that he can send out to a bunch of his colleagues and, yeah. and festivals and stuff just so people could be uh, more versed in loops and hear from him directly, which is amazing. Um, so we had our task, but I mean... He wasn't like itching to get off the Zoom call, and I, I, no, just, I can't, I can't stress how important that is. Yeah, um, I think these kind of things are the kind of relationships when you foster those kind of connections with people. I mean, it makes it stand out when a lot of people just you can barely earn their time. Mm-hmm. Someone's mm-hmm. willing to give it to you like that. I think it's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I mean, like we aren't shy to say that you know Doug has been the absolute best. You know mentor that that we could have ever oh, yeah. asked for right he's incredible ever and he said find. you know he's happy to mentor us and do what he can to help us out and and when you have someone with the experience he has it's it's just a true gift like absolutely it's a gift to be able to have that and we really appreciate it and mm-hmm. um yeah i just i thought that was pretty cool it was worth mentioning too that was a big that was a big highlight of my week was mm-hmm. the, the time we got to spend with doug and just the, the, as usual all the good advice and wisdom he gives us um he just wants the best version of us for us yeah without any benefit to him. He just wants to help us out. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that being said, um, why don't we move on to when we do our new music this week? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that one cool. first. Let's do that, man. Um, do you want to go first or you want me to go? Sure. I'm super stoked to be talking about my uh, artist this week. Um, it's actually our good buddy, Pete. Yes. Yeah. Peter McMaster is his name from uh, Victoria, BC. 
So we've actually had him open for one of our shows when we played down there before. And I thought that I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that I'd play a clip from um, his debut album and his his song is called Home. Nice. So I'm pretty sure we both heard it when he played it, I think, to open for us. Yep. Um, So his album's out on Spotify. Um, The song's called Home. And here's a little clip. All right. There's a place I know where I go There's a place I know where things grow There's a place I know and I'll let you know But you should come with me and take it slow You sit around Look me up and down I can tell you a thing All I know is to sing Man, it's fun to just listen to it. Like I, I, it is, I, hey? I've listened to it a bunch. Yeah. Um, I think Pete is awesome. And uh, I'm really proud. He's one of our friends too. We're talking with Jeremy, and Pete's also an ally we've built. And absolutely, to have really talented people like that play a song like that live, like before our show, was really cool. Super, and, um, super cool. I can't wait to we're on the stage with him again. To be honest, he's yeah, Pete's awesome. I got nothing good, good things to say. Please, please check him out. That's really cool. You picked him. I didn't know yeah. you'd be picking our buddy. So yeah, for sure. Check him out on Instagram as well. Um, Pieces of Peter is his Instagram handle. Um, all just one word. Nothing in between or anything like that. No underscores, just pieces of Peter. And while you're there, also go check out his uh, open mic show. It's called Pete's Variety Show. Same thing, just all one word. That's that's where I met him like three years ago. Two and a half years ago? A couple years Something ago. Like yeah, that, probably yeah. two and a half years ago. Yeah. yeah. Almost three years. So three years probably this summer is when you were back in Victoria. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure it would have been. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I don't know, man. I know. <laughs> Something yeah. like that, though. But um, um, yeah, so yeah, he's awesome. Great, great guy. If you like music and you're an indie artist in the uh, Vancouver Island area and you're hearing this, go to his open mic show. It's, a, it's one of the best open mic shows I've ever been to in the world. Like For a, sure. any place I've been to in any yeah. The first city. time that we ever played there, dude. The, it was like the place went crazy. You mentioned, it a, original couple weeks, you mentioned it a couple weeks ago on your top five. Yeah, yeah. Moments. 100%. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, that was the show we were referencing at the time. So yeah. So go check it out. Pete's Variety Show. His um, Instagram handle is Pieces of Peter. Yeah. The song's called Home. It will be on our, obviously, as always, um, we're going to add it now to the Diary of an Indie Band playlist. Yeah. So if you haven't already started following the official playlist of the show, um, please sure do that. The out. only songs on there are loop songs we've mentioned on the show so far. Um, yeah. It's only songs we've ever played during our new music segment. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the rule. So um, definitely go check that out. Um, we'd love it if you can get a few new fans. I know a lot of you, your music tastes that do listen to this. Um, it's right up your alley, obviously, as you just heard right now. So yeah. you'll really enjoy them. Absolutely. Cool. That being said, I want to hear what you got this week. All right. Dude. So mine is, it is from an artist that we don't know personally. They're okay. called the Evil Tongues. They reached out to us on our DIB at officialloops.com mm. email address. Mm-hmm. Um, just to pitch us their new song that just came out last week called Fine. F-I-N-E. Fine. Like, I'm fine. Like that word. Cool. Yeah. yeah so fine. Um, their, their Instagram handle, I'll give it to you first really quick and I'll give it to you again at the end. It's at Evil Tongues, just like it sounds. E-V-I-L-T-O-N-G-U-E-S. They are, I think, they relatively just started up uh, fairly recently. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty awesome that we can actually help and elevate in any way um, artists that are in the same kind of boat as us. Um, if you actually uh, kind of read their their even their artist profile, um, mm-hmm. they they got a really kind of cool vibe to them. Um, I'll give you guys even just a little bit of background on Go them for if it. you if you don't mind. Absolutely. So this is their write up on Spotify. I'm going to read it to you guys because I, like um, I think it sums them up better than any other write up I've come across so far for artists that have pitched us or artists that we've cool. dealt with. Yeah. yeah. I, I like it and I want to give them the credit and, and the respect that having this, the time and thought put into a Went really into good write up yeah. deserves. Yeah. So, and shout out there for anybody else. Um, 
put that time into it because it catches you. Look at me as a perfect case point. This is our sixth episode. This is the first time I felt the Look urge to me, read guys. someone's. <laughs> well, I just mean I'm, this is the first time I've ever felt the urge to read someone's Spotify right up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? For sure. Um, Evil Tongues has developed a gritty, cinematic, 80s-inspired sound that aims to captivate listeners with soaring and thematic melodies and raw personal lyrics. Fine is about your world collapsing around you and the mental dance we do between depression, anger, anxiety, insanity, and lying to ourselves that everything is fine. The duo recorded with Platinum Certified Producer Engineer Nigel Asselin at NYG Studios in Vancouver. They took full advantage of the array of vintage synthesizers available to them to lock in the analog sounds of the 80s that would define evil tongues. Their debut single, Fine, was mixed by Juno Award-winning engineer Kevin Dietz in Toronto and mastered by Grammy Award-winning Emily Lazar and Chris Allgood at the Lodge Mastering in NYC. Wow. A good write-up. Pretty cool. Yeah, so it deserved to be uh, promoted. I liked the write-up a lot. I thought it was super cool. Mm-hmm. I really, I almost picked this one last week. Yeah. Um, when it first was submitted. That's been like a toss up then, hey? It was a real toss up. Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of promote the mental health uh, song first. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is, uh, this is super fun, man. I, cool. I'm actually eagerly looking to see what else they're going to bring out. Cause nice. I, I want, I want more of these guys. It, it takes cool. me back to like a Depeche mode, 80s synth pop kind of style music right. and i think yeah. that's super cool cool and Bring um, it back. i think a lot of people are gonna like it they hear it so yeah it's unique it's different um and this is fine by evil tongues What do you think? That's pretty cool, man. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I like their vibe. It feels very 80s. It feels it very does. 80s. It, it feels like it should be It could be on a soundtrack of a movie. I got like a, a, a Tron vibe as I was hearing oh, it. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. The energy of like the Tron soundtrack. Have you ever uh, watched Stranger Things? No, I'm like the I'm the last <laughs> person to not watch Stranger yeah. Things. No, so there I, you go. Do, For all the I, 40 shows I've told you you have yeah, to watch exactly. it, you're a psychopath not watching it. I know. I haven't watched Stranger Things, so yeah, I will watch it. It's that kind of that kind of Did vibe. It feel like is, Stranger is Things what to you? It's giving me, but I mean, like Stranger Things, I, I'm not an expert on it. I, I don't even remember the last time that I watched it, like a couple years back, I guess. At this point, but um, I might even fire it up tonight. I'm not gonna lie to you, and maybe I'll check in next but, week. But with, yeah, with it's, Stranger Things, Kevin Stranger cool. Things. Actually, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna start watching Stranger Things, and I'll have a weekly Kevin wow, Stranger Things are, update segment. <laughs> wow, committed now. Yeah, why not? I like it. Hey, I've been waiting. I like I've been waiting it. For I will one hundred percent ask you next week about it. Then Stranger Things update segment. Book it. Episode seven is going to have our first <laughs> Kevin Stranger Things update segment. Yeah, exactly. It's going to turn Done. into the show review. Why not talk show? Hey, man, we That's we, what it's we gonna just be. got some how feedback. Many, how many shows this week have you personally given me, dude? Oh, to okay. watch that you haven't watched. How many yet? yesterday? Let's let's just talk about yesterday. How many last night? Did you ask me to start watching? Yeah. I think Yellowstone was on yeah, there. Yeah, when we were playing Red Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yellowstone. So Yellowstone. Ozark was on there. Ozark is on there. Um, Rob said you got to watch Breaking Bad, which I agree. Yeah, that's on there. Which, Breaking Bad's which I'm top. pretty sure I've watched at least the first season, but. Well, if you're not oh, remembering Game it, of Thrones is on there. Out. Game of Thrones was mentioned last night. Yeah, absolutely. I said Ozark you should watch first. Yes. Oh, I started watching. I watched the first three episodes of Tam and Pommy. Uh, Tam and Pommy Lee. I'm like, what? Tam <laughs> and Pommy Lee. Um, the first uh, three episodes of uh, Tom, no, Pam and Tommy Lee is the name of the is the name of the show about um, Tommy Lee, the drummer. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, man, I've 
like never even heard of this before. Oh yeah, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee made a sex tape in 1995. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it got leaked to like everybody and then tons of people bought it and I think I agreed too eagerly there. It's yeah, yeah, you're like, "Oh yeah, I know it's that. Like, oh, I know that I know. sex tape." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um but that uh yeah, that that show is on it's actually on Disney Plus in Canada. Whoa. But it's on Stars. But it's like it's actually kind of funny cuz like right. Sabat it's it's really graphic. Oh, no. It's really graphic and like there's even a scene um, where like he's having a conversation with his dick and his dick's just yeah. like talking back to him and stuff. Right. Like, and you see it though. Like you actually see it. Oh my God. On Disney Plus, it, like Sebastian could just Disney click on the Plus. dad profile by accident. What are they and boom, doing? could watch. Well, it's on stars, right? It's not actual yeah, Disney. I guess so. Um, so they're doing it's more adult stuff. Yeah, yeah it's I guess so. through their thing. But it's I an amazing Murderville show, guys. Was also one of the shows, Murderville. I was trying to remember the name Which of the is, show Rob uh, talked about. Yeah, the new one on Netflix. Yeah, I'll watch that too, but now i got my project, so I'm going to have to start dipping into Yeah, so Stranger these were all shows so. that you told me to start watching last night. That's true, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you got to pick something and just ride it out, and then once you, you, once you commit to a show, then we can have our, our weekly uh, John... Show update. Yeah, John show update. So, I, don't, I mean, hey... We we had a couple people today. One person in particular was having a conversation with me, Dustin, and he was telling me all about how he kind of tunes out during some of the music background. Yeah. Because he's like, that's not my world. Yeah. But he likes when we talk about sports. He likes when we talk about pop culture stuff. So I would like to think that more than anything, yes, is a diary of an indie band because we're an indie band and it's our diary of our lives. Mm-hmm. So it's not how to be in an indie band. It's not an instructional thing. It's not like this is the first step, right? Yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about at the start of the episode. People have different paths that work for them. Absolutely. With us, what all we want with this, our biggest goal is if we can help that those music segments like we just did, if we can help promote, um, you know, a couple bands, a couple people along the way. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if our if we have... 20 people listening to any episode or 20,000. Mm-hmm. If we can just get 20 extra ears or 20,000 extra ears listening to someone's music, we would appreciate that kind of exposure. And we're more than happy to do that on a weekly basis. All we ever have asked, just so we're transparent, we've only ever asked from anybody that submits the songs to us is just promote it on your end. Just tell people about the podcast. Tell them about Share Loops. It. That's Always all we helps. ask because it helps get our name out there too. So everybody benefits, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I mean, beyond doing that, that's obviously that is is a, something that's smart for us from a business standpoint. It benefits everybody, but it's also us just wanting to do our mission statement as a band, which is help other bands too. Absolutely. Beyond that, I mean, we just want people to get to know us. So for sure, part of them getting to know us is my, me, my candid reviews on each episode on on what I've watched recently <laughs> in Stranger Things. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. I don't mind filling in on that. That'd be fun. Sure. Um, that all being said, thank you again to our two picks this week. Absolutely. Uh, Peter McMaster, you can find him on Instagram, Pieces of Peter. Look up his song Home on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your tunes. And also look up Evil Tongues. Yes. Which is... Same thing, Evil Tongues on Instagram. We, As what we always do, um, when you are hearing this, there should already be an Instagram post up mm-hmm. um, on our Instagram feed. It's going to have all the information about what we talked about throughout the episode highlights. And it's also going to have the links of our two artists for this week. Yeah. Um, and people like Jeremy Nishaw, we talked with Jeremy Nishaw. So if mm-hmm. we talk about a business or an artist, we're going to put a little link for them so we get a little more exposure their way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as always on the Spotify links or wherever else you find it, even if now at this point, by the time you're listening to this in the future, you know, future listener person, you might even just be going through our official loops.com page yep. because we're going to have by the time this episode goes live yeah we're hoping we'll have our podcast uh, tab ready to go on our web page um uh, sorry website and there will be a specific page that's only li- dedicated in listing all the different podcast episodes so and where you can find it on officialloops.com and you will be able to see oh yeah sorry yeah <laughs> i thought you were asking me <laughs> yeah like, dude we just went over that no you can find it on spotify you can find it through the rss feed yes. you can find it through apple podcasts or as you like to call them ipods yes the ipods <laughs> right? which is a sister yeah, of yeah. itunes yep yeah. i invented that and um yeah yeah i mean and you know google music like you'll be able to find it or sorry you you music you play mm-hmm. right youtube music yes, yes. yeah <laughs> um my joke little fun joke there um yeah so anyways thank you so much to both of you for submitting um well peter didn't submit but we did it because we love him so yeah um well you did um and uh yeah we hope you guys check out their music we hope you enjoy it absolutely all righty so cool we're gonna roll into our top fives here so we've made a little bit of a a fine tune to the top five system we change it just a little bit i think moving forward we might do it something along this line unless we decide otherwise yes but as of right right now it's gonna be the exact same or it's gonna be different (laughs) 
yes, it's going to be this way is basically what we, unless now we're just, John's changing his oh mind God. on the fly. <laughs> but what we had decided is moving forward, um, we're going to still discuss our own individual top fives. The other guy's not going to know what the top fives are, but we're going to have a theme we're discussing that week. Mm-hmm. So give me your top fives of blank. Yes. And then we're going to give our own individual top fives, making out the list, but we're both going to know what the list is going to be made up of yeah. going into the There'll podcast. There will be a yeah, theme. Exactly it, just will like keep, it will keep it more concise. So you're not talking about your favorite um, venues ever to play, and I'm talking about my favorite golf moments, and you're talking about your favorite you know, mm-hmm. Winnipeg Jets moments because you grew up a Winnipeg Jets fan, and I'm mm-hmm. talking about my favorite you know, blues country singers. Like, right. It will it will stop it being a little all disjointed. over the yeah. all over the map, right? Um, but it will be fun because we're not going to know each other's answers, and we're going to discuss them. And you're going to get the, the heart of the segment, which has become one of the popular segments of the show. Everyone always says yeah. they enjoy the top five, so we hope you guys continue to enjoy them. And we want to hear people's top fives too. So the nice thing will be this way: everyone can kind of compare to our answers to their own, for sure. And I think especially this week, this week um, we got a very specific theme as to what's going on, kind of in the world, but we're not getting like into anything weird and political we're going to be talking about olympics yes we're going to be talking about the olympics and for me i'm going to be talking about my favorite olympic moments for this top five well we Um, both are we're talking about are you going to be talking about your olympic moments too this is great okay we definitely didn't (laughs) we weren't on the same page that's basically this is going to be our top five olympic moments yes 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 so but i I think you thought the 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 idea was just going to be where let's make it top five of like Olympics or top five yep, of golf, top five Olympics, and do anything you want to do with golf. Or okay, I got it. I, if it's I think, not the 1992 Olympics. Then I don't know why I'm even in this group. Why now. am I even talking? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think what? Uh, yeah, I think moving forward that would be the smoothest way. I guess mm-hmm. we're doing this on the fly now, but hey, this is the fun of the podcast. So yeah, I think what we should do is, as opposed to just saying let's ha- let's talk about golf today or the top five of golf, instead like, of being that vague. Yeah, let's say like top five Olympic moments, right? Top five blank moments or top five venues or top, like it will be mm-hmm. very specific. The top five name of the list will be specific, but both yeah. of our answers will be unique to our own opinions yes. of what the top five is. Does that well, make sense? Yeah. And I think I, that's and a I bit think better. Even going back into like some of these past weeks that we've recently had where we kind of already do this, but it's going to condense the top five. So then we can still talk about other stuff. And well, it also gives lots more top stuff, fives right? to talk about. If so we then we are specific. doing half an hour on top fives. Exactly. Even though we love that. Which is fine. We can do half an <laughs> yeah. hour on top fives. It's not like our shows are going long. So No, exactly. Um, so top five Olympic moments is what we're going to talk about today. That's our top five. Absolutely. What is your top five, top five Olympic moments, John? You know what? I want to hear yours first. <laughs> that makes me feel throw... like you don't have any. No, no, no. I <laughs> this got a was list. your idea to do Olympics. I know. I, I got a list and okay. I feel like mine might be kind of close to yours. So I'm curious. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I had four that were super, super easy for me. Cool. And I've really kind of struggled on the fifth. Um, it doesn't feel locked in, whatever it's going to end up being. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I'm kind of kind of in the air even still. About the, I don't even know if I have a locked in fifth, to be honest. That's fine. Um, but I can give you my four easy, easy in my top five. Um, and they're all, I have stories with them all. So, first one easily jumps in my head the most is the golden goal with uh, Sidney Crosby. That was my number one. Yeah. No brainer. It's no brainer. No brainer. So, let's both talk about the golden goal then, I guess, let's if do we both it. have it. So, 2010, January. Um, it was for me, I had already applied. I told this story, I think on the pod already, but I, when I got Kamloops, it was only because I didn't get Whistler when I left, um, depot left training or right. I got posted to Kamloops. I wanted to get posted into Whistler so I could actually be at the Olympics for yeah. the 2010 Which Olympics because cool. it was spring 2009. So mm-hmm. I didn't get it. Um, but I was, I was as dialed in on that Olympics as anybody. I yeah. was so fired up for the Olympics the whole time. And I actually got sick and had the flu. So all my friends were watching uh, the Golden Goal game, the championship last event of the whole 2010 Olympics for anyone who doesn't remember or isn't a big sports fan. Um, It was uh, the final event of that Olympics. It was the men's hockey gold Mm -hmm. medal game. And it was Canada versus the United States. It was in Vancouver, right downtown at the the arena. And um, I was sick with the flu all my friends were at the bar having the best time of their lives and i was at home oh, I can imagine. by myself and at the time i had a roommate who was just he was renting out a room subletting from me one of my rooms in my place 
and he was nice enough to kind of keep me company. So I was mm-hmm. laying on the couch, like just dead to the world. Yeah. And he was sitting over another chair on the other side of the room, trying not to get sick, but just keeping, we were watching together. Yeah. And I remember when Crosby scored the golden goal and the overtime goal to win the Olympics. Yeah. It was just pure bliss. Like just my heart was like, just, I was just losing my mind and I forgot I was sick for like 20 minutes. I was like, Oh, I'm oh. sure. Like yeah. Freaking out. And so was yeah. he. And yeah, it was, it was just, it was perfection. Sidney Crosby, I've been following him since he was a kid. Um, I'm like, who better? Who better of to all people, score? He's the, the guy of this generation. He was yeah. the captain of the team. Absolutely. No, he wasn't. Sorry, I apologize. He wasn't even the captain of the team. He was the assistant captain of the team. He wasn't the captain. Who's the captain? Um, the captain was Scott Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer, yeah. I, and I know that. You know how I know that? Because I have that awesome jersey collection. I don't think I've even uh, referenced necessarily yet. But as you know, I have like... 50 jerseys upstairs or something of basketball alone. And I have like 10 or 11 awesome hockey jerseys, maybe more. And one of my favorite jerseys is I have a replica of the golden gold jersey Crosby right. was wearing. Yeah. So he's the assistant captain of that team. But that was yeah. a crazy team, by the way. It was unbelievable team. I mean, obviously, team. whenever the NHL players are allowed to go to the Olympics, I know. And the and team that's is a shame stacked. they weren't there this Olympics. I yeah. want to see Connor McDavid win. Oh, I know. And Stamkos was injured but for you that know one. What? Stamkos was injured for the next one. You know what's. I would argue almost as cool as like watching hockey at the Olympics is watching the World Cup of hockey. Do you remember that? Yeah. From like 2018, I want to say it was. Yeah. No, not even that recently. It was um, 2016. Was it 2016? Yeah, it was. McDavid they was go, in it. They, they did. He was on Team North yeah. America. North America they, because they, it was under like 22, yeah, 23. Yeah, 22 and under. Yeah. And they, so they do basically, um, they do every other year like every two years opposite, yeah. and on, every four years but every two year opposite from the olympics so if yeah. the olympics are yeah exactly and 2010 2014 which is 2018, why 2024 is the next one that i exactly heard. yeah yeah so yeah because the 2018 would have been an olympic year yeah just like this year is an olympic year mm-hmm. so um yeah so uh what what is your thoughts on the golden goal i remember because i was like young right <laughs> i was young yes, you but were like i was you're probably was, in high school yeah I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. So 2010, yeah, you're probably like 13, 14, something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? early into high school. Yeah. And um, yeah, I remember it just being absolutely crazy, just like the hype around it and everybody's like, you know, the the buzz kind of like around like school or like wherever you're going. It's just such a cool, cool, cool vibe. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all that I can associate with it. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, the same point in time like i would be right now yeah right so it's not like getting together with my friends or anything like that yeah but but that being said there's something to be said about those formative kind of high school years as like a sports fan or a music fan and the the memories and the experiences you build in those years sometimes end up just carrying your whole life like Mm -hmm. i still don't know if i've had as great sports fan moments as i had when i was 13 14 15 in the mid 90s and watching like joe carter and all these guys and like you know the Maple Leafs with Doug Gilmore and stuff. And like, those are moments like I, I learned to be a sports fan during those moments. So those moments are almost better. Yeah. I think think that's the same for everybody, right? When you're that age. For sure. Yeah. Which is why like so many of these moments are either like from then or before. Absolutely. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But these are our favorite Olympic moments, right? So um, my next three are actually, actually, you know what? I'll go, um, I'll go back to, um, when the I'll go back to I'll do another winter one. There's one more winter one, um, and I remember this when I was really younger. Um, and he never ended up winning the gold that he should have won. But Elvis Stoiko I thought was so cool. And oh, I remember he yeah, had like yeah, this yeah. awesome performance where he finished silver, um, in the Olympics. Canadian and figure skater. He was awesome, man, and he was yeah. so cool though. He was like, just like he was kind of a cool dude. Like he seemed like a guy like you'd go have a beer with. Like he was a cool yeah. guy. He taught like a figure skating camp. Out here in Kamloops two years ago or something like that. What? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That would be cool to totally meet Totally random. And I, 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 so cool. I was there. No, I wasn't at all. <laughs> I but, figure yeah. skate. No, I was. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he was super cool. Um, yeah. I think that was probably, I don't remember even the year. And uh, I apologize. This is, like I said, this would be my fifth one. So, if I had to pick a fifth, but I'll just say it now because that way I abstain in the theme of Winter Olympics. So, yeah. Um, yeah, probably Alvis Stoiko uh, chasing that gold. And even though he didn't get the gold medal that we still to this day, I don't think we've had a Canadian men's gold medal figure skater. It's been a thing that they've been chasing forever. There... Kurt Browning didn't get it. 
before Elvis Stoiko, then Chan didn't yeah, get it. Patrick Chan. Chan never got the gold. It's it's like a yeah. jinx. It's like a curse right now. Yeah, because all these guys had multiple gold medals world, at the world championships, yeah. but they never got it done at the Olympics. And yeah. it's almost become like the Canadian men's. We've had some of the best on the yeah. planet. And we haven't won it yet. So Stoiko was, was the what, one. I was like, he's going to win it. And he I didn't. think at the last Olympics, though, I think that there was like a, I mean, it wasn't men's, but it was like the pairing. Yeah. I forget who it was. I forget their names. But I think that they won. But I mean, that's, well, no, the, that's pairs, the, 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 the pairs have won a bunch of like ice dancing. Mm-hmm. There was that famous um, moment where um, the French judge was like bribed by the Russian yeah. judge. Right. And yeah. then the, the the Canadian pair, those pairs physics skating. I think that was in 2000 or something. Um, and maybe 2002. And they ended up um, they got the uh, they finished silver and then they ended up giving awarded gold as well. And they, they mm-hmm. shared the gold with the Russian right. team. Right. So yeah, we've we've been dominant with that, but yeah, we've never won never won the big one with men. So that would probably be it. There's other optional mon- honorable mentions as well too. But um, top five figure skating moments. No, <laughs> I don't. Tanya Harding. Like, where does she land? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tanya Harding <laughs> yeah. and Nancy Kerrigan crying. Why <laughs> me? <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so that would be in my top five. I think with Stoiko because I was just so fired up about that. But and that's all withstanding me being a lifelong hockey fan. Um, Maybe if they let Gresky go in the shootout, then maybe mm-hmm. we would have beat, you know, Hashik. Um, actually, that's probably my top, my number one non-Canada Olympic moment yeah. was definitely Hashik just destroying the world and winning the Olympic gold for Czech right. team in 98. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, but anyways, uh, staying focused, my other three are Summer Olympics. One from the 96 Summer Olympics uh, before your time, but you probably I, know that's this fine. one. I've got, it's probably I've got, on my list, maybe. Yeah. It's on my wall. Maybe. John knows excuse me, sorry, being my roommate for the last couple of years on the the stairwell to go upstairs to me and Sebastian's area of the house. Um, all the way up the stairwell, I have like this wall of fame of eight by tens and six by eights of like the best sports moments of all time. And I have one of these moments on there and that's Donovan Bailey winning the men's 100 meter dash and setting the world record 9.84 seconds in the 1996 Olympics right. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I watched it um, in my living room I think I watched it with my buddy Dustin. I'm pretty sure, but I watched it in the living room. I was so stoked. I watched yeah. it live. Cool. This is before PVRs. This is before anything. This is where you had to put on NBC and watch it, or you read That's about it in the newspaper. Yeah. Like, so that was awesome. And then the last two are both actually from the 2008 Summer Olympics. And I sold my whole DVD collection probably seven, eight years ago, if not longer. Um, actually, yeah, maybe even more um, when everything went digital. Yeah. But I still have probably four or five DVDs that I've always kept and never got rid of because they, they were so special to me. One of them I think is down there and that's what, and it's the 2008 Olympic games recap. Whoa. And I yeah. have that DVD still nice because Usain Bolt like arrived on mm-hmm. scene and he did like 9.63 seconds and the hundred meter dash broke yeah. the record by like 20 milliseconds. Like it was, it was unreal. Um, yeah. how fast he was and how incredible Usain Bolt was. So Usain Bolt set in the 100-meter dash record of just dominating 2008 Olympics. And if I had an, something that sniffs, it barely almost is as good as the golden goal, it was watching Michael Phelps yeah. go eight for eight in the Olympics mm-hmm. in 2008. It was yeah. in Beijing. He won all eight events he was entered. He set a world record in seven of them. And one of my top five probably favorite sports moments ever was watching Jason Lezak in the relay, the four by 100 um, men's medley, I believe it was. And Lezak had the final leg and he was the oldest guy on the team. He was like 34 or something at the time. Right, right, right. Which is old for swimmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would, they were trailing by like a quarter of the pool length. I don't know if you've ever watched this race and if you haven't, oh, I'll I show have, it to you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they no, were trailing by a quarter of the pool length and yeah. everyone knew Phelps' is like his chase for eight goals was going to fail if they lost. Yeah. And they were chasing the world record holding championship, world championship team that was in the lead. And Lezak just charged. I'm getting yeah. goosebumps right now remembering it. And he beat yeah. him just by like a hair of an inch, touched it sooner. Wow. Um, yeah, that was just all time moments. And those, uh, the Olympics is incredible, man. I could talk about the Olympics all day. It's the spirit of competition at the highest level. These people spend their whole lives to get to that point. Absolutely. As two guys that are literally making our whole lives mission, chasing a dream, mm-hmm. we can appreciate as much as anybody, right? So For I love sure. the Olympics. I'm, I think this is a great theme you picked this week. What are your five other than, well, Golden Gold? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I just want to touch on that super quick. I think that, yeah, that's an awesome, awesome list. I mean, yeah, I, th- I, I had 
a couple of those come to my mind as well. Like definitely, you know, Michael Phelps, Jason Eight, right? You know, was definitely a big one. And I think it was twenty oh, what was it, twenty sixteen when he broke the record, twenty twelve? Which he, all, all time? Oh, the all time. Yeah, yeah. It would have been four years later at uh, it, in London. It, yeah, it was one London in twenty twelve. Yeah. Um, he he did it both actually. You are right. Um, twenty sixteen was his last go, and mm-hmm. I think he got like the all time, maybe either cumulative record for medals or most golds won lifetime. Like it, it was like sixteen golds, or yeah. something. Because like, he had a bunch of silvers and bronzes in there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he broke it on two different. Like the next medal, the next one in twenty twelve is when he got like the all time medals, and then the next one, yeah, yeah. So I so I've got lots in here. Um, and even more now that I'm thinking about it, like, cool. That's, you know, that's as we awesome. go, but, um, I, yeah, I, I started, I started remembering even more as I was talking. <laughs> exactly. To you. Right. Um, but, but I'll keep it to my list here, which I'm, okay. I'm pretty soaked with. So cool. the next one on my list, because we already talked about the golden goal, yep. um, is the dream team. 92. God, I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> 92, man. I'm changing my list. Do you I, want I, I'm, me? I'm taking off Elvis Stoico and I'm putting on the 92. I see this is why I wanted you yeah, to go exactly. first. Yeah, exactly. I know, right? But, oh, I th- man. I, but that's the thing, right? Um, the dream and I lived it, man. You weren't even alive no. yet, so I respect your sports and one, knowledge two, for that. But three, actually, my other four from before I was born. Holy moly. Well, so I, I'm embarrassed because I watched and, the 92. Yeah, and none of them are. Like, they were larger than think. life for me and my buddy Matt Robinson, and we were just, man. Oh man! So so in the group play where they had five games. So for anybody who doesn't know, we're talking about the '92 uh, um, men's basketball U.S. U.S. basketball team. It was the first time ever that, um, if I can interject for some, ever Absolutely. that um, pro athletes were allowed to be in the Olympics. Yeah, for for men. Yep, um, and U.S. finished like seventh or something like that in the Olympics before it. Yeah, because what they would have is they would have the best college basketball players, which were all great, and they were all future NBA stars. But there were Michael Jordan played in the Olympics in like 1984, mm-hmm. uh, be- right before he got drafted. A long list of guys had played in the Olympics, but there's a difference between being a really good college player and playing against a team of guys from Russia or Slovakia, right? Or, or, or different, playing professionally. Who play professionally all year long in all their year, country and this is before they, they would for. even come to yeah. this is before they would go to the NBA even so these guys were world class athletes yeah and they're a team right there's something to be said about a team and not just a collection of talented players so some this, of those this was both it was, 92 it was, was both bonkers they were a collection of the most was. talented players ever and they were also a team some of those guys on this list I, I'm sure that you know most of them I know the them, whole list right? you, actually. Michael Jordan Patrick Ewing Magic Johnson yeah Larry Bird yeah Charles Barkley yeah Scottie Pippen yep Carl Malone. Yep. If you forget David Robinson, Matt Robinson's not usually happy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. He was the other Robinson. It. Did you say Larry Bird? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, of course. Um, Charles Barkley was probably um, the... I have a lot of tidbits I can give you about this, this whole thing. Oh, I know. Charles Barkley is probably the best player of the whole tournament. It put him at the next level. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, not even Michael. Even Michael will say Barkley leveled up. Yeah. And it was a leveling up moment for Barkley. He went and after that tournament, the next season he played with Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. They went to the NBA Finals, took Michael Jordan's Bulls to six games. Wow. Barkley was the MVP of the whole NBA. He finally he went to another level in his career because he realized I belong with all these amazing guys. Um, fun fact, the whole team got put into the hall of fame yeah. um, as a team. Yeah. But in the, cause it's a Naismith hall of fame. It's not just the NBA hall of fame. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Jordan, all those guys, there's 12 guys on that team. 11 of them made the hall of fame. Eventually one guy didn't make the hall of fame. Do you know who it is? Is it Jackson? No. Um, it was Christian Leitner. Oh, who was the best player in college basketball. Um, but they were going to draft Shaq, but they had so many big guys on their team. Right. They're going to put Shaq on the team. They yeah. wanted one college guy. Yeah. in the spirit of the Olympics because it was the first time with pros, right? <laughs> so they wanted one non-pro. So they right. picked Christian Leitner. He never made the Hall of Fame. If they picked Jack, then it would have been 12 for 12. Yeah. Crazy, eh? Absolutely crazy. All right. So next on my list is from 1996. Also another USA athlete who was 18 years old at the time. I wonder if I can guess this. What sport? Um, A bunch of sports? No. No. Uh, gymnastics. Oh. Gymnastics? I think it's Carrie Strug is her last name. Oh, Carrie Strong. Carrie Strong. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie yeah. Strong ended up like breaking her leg or something. Yep. Yes. In the vault. Yes. 100%. And then she went on with with a with an in- injured ankle and yeah, absolutely won gold. Yeah, she did. She won gold. She, she was did. literally carried off. Yeah. So I think just just that's so cool. Watching, you know that moment. That's watching the moment. video of that. Yep. Is so emotional 
that I think that that's why it cracked into my top five. I think that actually being able to watch that now is such a privilege that we're able to experience that. I think that I, I had to put it on there just for that. Absolutely. Um, another one kind of along the same lines here. Um, Derek Redman, 1992. Oh, is it Canada or I don't even... I'm USA. Even, I don't even know that name. So you probably know the video. I would say that this is the most emotional moment, um, but he was running in oh, i don't want to mess up what it was but i want to say it was like the 400 meters or something like that oh i think i might actually heard of this story but and tell he, the story yeah he pulled his hamstring yeah as he was making like the last turn yeah and he wasn't able to like move but he kept on going he kept on going i'm getting chills like as i'm yeah, talking yeah, about it but yeah. like he kept pushing forward determined to cross the finish line wow and his dad runs out of the stands past security Helped him, and then you like help him kind of limp across the line. Absolutely, yeah. For yeah. like the last like fifty or sixty. Anyone that's listening like to this, that. even if you're not a sports fan, I mean, this is Olympics. It's not just Canada or anything. So go check that out. That's it's it's a legendary moment. Yeah, such a cool moment. Well, it's just a great moment between father and son. Absolutely, right? Like just yeah. the, 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 the the he knew that this is his only moment probably, and he's never maybe going to be. That's back exactly the Olympics, it. Right? So he wanted to just finish he that qualified race. Qualified for he that. To like, finish the race. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the ultimate just spirit of drive and competition and passion and the and, spirit of the Olympics. Yeah, right. That's what makes sports it's, it's amazing. Your, pure will, you exactly. know, that's going to get you there. Which you love know it. we tie into every day with, with us. That was an awesome choice. I love that choice. My last one. I might be wrong if this is even considered a moment, but I'm pretty sure it is because I did a little bit of research before, but not a whole bunch. I can tell. But <laughs> I believe, and tell me if I'm wrong, Okay. Yeah. but Miracle on Ice was a part of the Olympics. 100% it was. Yes. So do you want... Do you, 1980. Did, yes. 1980, USA. Yeah. Lake Placid is... It was actually in, um, in Lake Placid. Yeah. In the States. Yep. They hosted the Olympics that year. Yeah. And do you want to do you want to talk about it? No, to, I love the way that you're telling the story, dude. Thanks. Dude. <laughs> Russia was uh, Russia was men's Russian hockey team. They were unbeatable. They'd won multiple gold medals. They were just a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. And this team, led by Herb Herb Brooks, who's in the Hall of Fame, as mm-hmm. he was their coach, um, he just got this team of like scrappy, college. scrappy college kids. There's no pros at this point, like John had mentioned earlier, in any of the sports. Um, Mike and Ruzietti, um, all these guys, Jim Craig, their famous goaltender. Yep. These guys never became anything in the pros. It's funny. Actually, it's funny you said that because I just, I, one of my favorite all-time podcasts, which I haven't shouted out yet, but I will give some love to every tweet once in a while, but is by the Ringer Network by Bill Simmons Ringer. And it's called The Rewatchables. John, I've played a bunch of different episodes for you over the years on road trips and stuff. I know I have. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people listening, shout out Jeff Boshane, one of my best friends. He listens all the time to The Rewatchables. We listen to them together. They do shows um that are have a lot of replay value like sorry not shows but movies yeah and they'll take it and they'll they'll break down an hour and a half long episode of their podcast just talking about any particular movie and what makes it rewatchable they just very recently talked about miracle yeah which is kurt russell is in it and it's the actual movie of the 1980 miracle on ice um the best player on there they they forgot to mention though i'm fact checking their podcast is they didn't mention neil broughton in their best players neil broughton mm. actually did become i think he was a hall of famer or a borderline hall of famer he scored like a thousand points in the nhl mm. he was a really good player for the minnesota north stars so he was on the team but other than that there was a bunch of nobodies and just by pure like you said force of will determination they beat the russians and won the gold medal. Now, the, the cool thing Four is, is three, yeah. the Miracle on Ice it game was, wasn't was, actually for the gold medal. A lot of people semifinals. don't know that. It was in the semis. Yeah. And then they, I think they Sweden they, or something. They crashed uh, the Finland. next round. Finland. They Finland. Yeah, they destroyed the them. Um, but they were, uh, yeah, it was it was such a miracle. The famous call, Do You Believe in Miracles? Yeah. By Al Michaels. Yeah. Um, I'm getting goosebumps just remembering it. Mm-hmm. It's it's worth the movie watch, guys. We're rock, talking about shows we're going to watch. I challenge everybody out there, if you haven't watched Miracle yet, watch it. If you mm-hmm. like it, you know, comment on uh, DIB's, uh, you know, Spotify page or I don't know if there's a way you could do yeah. it. Maybe send us. And let email. us let DIB. us know your top five. Let yeah. us know if you want us to talk about any specific top fives in the upcoming weeks as well. Yeah. We'd I would love, love to, to hear somebody's top five at a little Olympic moments. Even yeah. if it's one of my friends that are just listening that I know. Absolutely. Check in all the time. There's so many out there that. Jeff Boshane, tell us your top five and we'll read it on the air next <laughs> week. We're going to call sure. you out. We'll read it over the pod. Yeah. Um, awesome choice, dude. Yeah, I, love I think it. That, that was a that was a cool little change up. It was a change week, up. Right? I'm gonna really quickly because I won't get a chance to do it again, and then we're gonna wrap up the app here. Um, 
I want to just give my music movies because we're not going to just redo that topic for a long time, exactly. obviously, because you just did it last week. Yeah. But now that we do have the new format where we're going to give a title like top five music movies mm-hmm. um, and we'll both discuss it. I don't want to I would be remiss by not mentioning my top five mm-hmm. just because it was so uh, relevant. Really quickly, pop star, don't ever stop, never stopping. I we like talked about it. it last week. Yesterday is on mine. There we go. Inside Lewin Davis is on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Across the Universe is on mine. Yeah. And one that you might not know is Eight Mile with Eminem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> of course um, I know the movie. No, no, I just didn't know you might not know it was on my list. Yeah, um, no, no, I probably wouldn't have guessed that one on no, your list. No, because the honorable mention, I had it on my list, but then I was like, no, I got to put Eight Mile on, was um, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, yeah, which I, I think is one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah. But um, yeah, Eight Mile just motivates me more than Walk Hard makes me laugh. And yeah. Eight Mile... Walk hard makes me laugh a lot. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So it, new top five, new kind of spirit to it. Um, we hope you guys liked it. Ran a little long, but that's okay. I enjoy it. Top five is one of my funnest segments. Absolutely. Um, so give us your top fives. We would be, we would love to right now. We've mentioned Kelly, my cousin. We've mentioned her top five. Yeah. Um, that she gave us one time. I'd love to hear people's more top. Even if it's the same person every week, they're the only one chiming in. Cool. Eventually I'd like Let to have, know. yeah, I'd like to know what people's top fives are, to mm-hmm. be honest. Or especially now that we're going to be giving you the same top five ourselves yeah our version of whatever that top five is yeah i'd like to compare it to, to our listeners too what is your top five of the top five olympic moments absolutely maybe we found you know maybe there's a couple that we forgot just like oh, i forgot sure about the Olympic are. team i'm sure it'd be cool to be like oh yeah. man i can't believe i didn't think of that one and we'll mention yeah. it on the air so for sure um yeah so we're gonna wrap this up here now with our upcoming what we're looking forward to this week yeah stuff. um we had kind of mentioned uh, how we were going to be getting ready and promoting and getting the album, uh, sorry, the album release party um, all ready to go and hype that up a bunch. So yep. that's a big thing we're going to be doing. Special um, edition merch. Yes. Right? So I was going to wait circle, for you to mention it. Yeah, we're we circling back. Circle back to that. Um, tell but, us about the special edition merch. Well, do you want me to tell them what's going to be on it? Yeah, sure, man. Let's let's cool. let them know. I so think. yeah, we're going to be excited about it. Making at least t-shirts. Yes, um, absolutely. T-shirts are going to be run of minimum 50. If we end up like selling that. a bunch more tickets and we get cleared and we can have 100 people at the show, yeah. we'll make more shirts. But yeah. at the minimum of what we're anticipating, we're going to have 50 shirts and each shirt is going to be numbered. Yeah. Um, so there's their collector's edition. It's If you have number six out of 50, that's it. Like There was only 50 made. Um, just to add the kind of the fun of the, the occasion. And of course, yeah. Honestly, it'll make me happy if I get, you know, my, and if there's a specific number you like, and you have a lucky number, you're going to have to let us know early so we can put that aside for you. Absolutely. Or else someone else is going to snag your number. Yep. Matt, I'm talking to Matt because number 50 is his favorite number. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us what's on it. Yeah. But we're going to have the cover of the album is going to be on the front and yep. then we're going to have the song order on the back just like the back song. of the cd exactly it's going to look super super sick gonna yeah, be it's going to so be so cool, cool. and it's going to say album release party february 25th 2022. 2022 yeah so it's a special uh we love our merch don't get us wrong everybody it, we're, we're blown away and humbled constantly by how popular our merch is it is yeah but it is fun to change it up too and do For something sure. a little different and Absolutely. i think people are really going to like these shirts they're going to be super cool and you can only get them by going to the album release party yeah, um, and if you can't make it because you live out of town, but you want one of the special shirts, that's okay. Message us, message us, because I know I have a lot of family that live in England and stuff that literally can't come here just yeah. for that party. Yeah, um, shoot us a message and get one of those fifty first because they're mm-hmm. going to be gone. Yeah, um, and we're going to be doing that in like a special package. We haven't locked down the exact price yet, um, but um, it's not going to be too costly. We're thinking at most thirty bucks, and you'll get like a shirt. Um, copy a, of the album a copy of the album for your own for yourself and then some other kind of a fun throw in yeah. of something stickers yeah. or something like that so yeah more uh, tbd more details on that to come but that's one thing we'll be that's a big focus of this week beyond our regular grind that we always talk about yep. um, getting now we'll getting um dates out there and uh you know locking down more more shows um networking i actually have a side project that i'm working on just to kind of populate our, our list as much as i can and find more venues that we're not aware of yet mm-hmm. so i'm going to be updating our excel spreadsheets on that that's a big goal of mine this week yep um and then obviously though we're going to start really putting our heads down and planning and making sure this this party and this uh this event is is fantastic yeah. it's one we'll remember a long time yeah which is going to be a big thing for for uh my role this week right even further than obviously booking gigs and all that kind of stuff and booking festivals because I've got a big list um, of festivals that I got to uh, reach out to and whatever else. Well, yeah. And Doug's reaching out to them in advance, right? So yeah. I'm looking forward to your, your message. Um, but yeah, even beyond all that is, yeah, this, the album release and getting uh, like all the dotting, all the I's crossing. Yeah, all the there's C's. a lot of minutia to it. 
getting the lights figured out. Exactly. Physical tickets, all this kind of stuff that goes along with it. Yeah, the cool thing about it too is it's not going to be a typical loop show um, where we like to mix covers and fun little requests on the fly and stuff. This is going to be after Jeremy plays his his part. Um, We're going to have a short break so that way Jeremy's going to have merch there too and he's Mm -hmm. got some cool merch as well so I hope people pick up some of that as well and people can meet Jeremy and you know let him know how great a job he did. Maybe get him to sign some merch, whatever. And then we're going to come on and we're actually going to play all 11 tracks from the album. Yeah. Maybe for the only time ever in exactly, actually, I can almost guarantee you we probably won't do it like that again. Mm-hmm. And it'll be song one straight through song 11. Yeah. We'll take breaks between each song. We'll chat with the audience, let people know kind of stories about it, just like we always do at any show. Um, the whole reason why we do a podcast, because we love, you know, kind of sharing our stories yeah. and stuff. Um, and then when we're done that, as a fun little thing at the end, we'll get Jeremy back up on the stage, I think, and uh, till the end of the show, we're all just going to jam and have a fun time, and then we'll do the fun, you know, play some requests. It's going to be cool. We're going to have a fun. Of fun. It's going to be a good, good time. So yeah, yeah, we, uh, well, yeah, like you said, you got to dot the dot the T's and cross yep, the I's. Right? Yep, dot the T's, cross, cross the, the I's. I's. You yeah. betcha, buddy. <laughs> so it's uh, it's all the the, the minutia to get it working right and make it run smoothly. But I'm excited, man. It's it's going to be fun awesome stuff coming up. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. We will uh, keep everybody posted throughout this week. Absolutely. Can't wait to chat to people uh, next week. We will... Yeah, if you're listening to this and you got and you haven't submitted a song yet, submit it to us. If you submitted one and you want a reconsideration or you have another one, a separate one, submit that as well. Shoot mm-hmm. us emails, dib at officialloops.com. Uh, make sure you check out our Spotify. We got checking out up there now. It's been up there just for over a week. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, anything else you want to add, buddy? That's pretty much it. All right. Reach out to us. Let us know anything. There we go, guys. We hope to hear from you and uh, let us know your top five as well. And until uh, next week, keep on keeping on. Have a good week, everyone. Later, guys. Bye.